I love you and would kill before I would see you taken from me. Lady Killers is back. Join me, Lucy Worsley, to investigate infamous female criminals from the past. It's really important that we listen to these voices about the society in which they lived. We're seeking to understand these women from the perspective of 21st century feminists. We cannot put women into history on the basis of likability. Put all the women back, the sinners and the saints. Lady Killers. Listen first on BBC Sounds. Sleep is an elixir. A good night's rest can reset and boost your mood, your energy. It can, in the long term, transform your health. But sleep can also be elusive. A third of us struggle with it, myself included. So, for all of you who crave better sleep, help is at hand. I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and this is Sleep Well. This is a podcast series with a difference. We've designed it to help you get more rest. I'm going to guide you through some simple, scientifically proven ways to make it easier to drift off and tools for getting a better night's sleep. So, please, get yourself comfortable and let's begin In this final episode, I want to explore how much sleep we actually need. These days, there's a lot of pressure to get a perfect eight hours, with apps, smartwatches, and other tech to monitor and track our sleeping lives in high-level detail. It can all get a bit intense. But the reality is, you may need less sleep than you think. So I want you to ditch the clock watching and counting the hours. I want to take you back to basics by tuning you into what your body is already telling you. But first, let's unwind. Whatever has gone on today, let everything just fade away. Notice how it feels as you breathe in and out. Slow your breath. With each breath, just notice the sensations in your body and feel your arms and legs start to get heavier. Don't try to do anything else. Relax. Let go. Just be here. It's a widespread health goal to aim for a nightly eight-hour dose of solid, uninterrupted sleep. But it hasn't always been like that. Our ancestors often slept in two distinct chunks, which they called the first and second sleep. In between, a time known as the watch. 
people would do household chores, socialise, or perhaps have sex. The idea we all need eight hours of uninterrupted sleep is a recent one. This eight-hour target is also encouraged by activity trackers and apps, which some find useful, but which can also make us preoccupied with sleep. There's even a term, orthosomnia, to describe an unhealthy obsession with trying to optimise sleep. So, how much sleep do we really need? And how can we learn to listen to our body? Professor Nicole Tang is director of the Sleep and Pain Lab at the University of Warwick. As long as we get an amount of sleep that is sufficient to drive us through the next day's demand, help us to function at a good level, I don't think we should necessarily be obsessed about the amount of sleep that we're getting. There are people who are just naturally long sleepers, and there are people who are naturally short sleepers. People can perform at the highest level with different sleep patterns. The important thing to understand about sleep is one size definitely does not fit all. Your body will tell you if you're getting enough. In fact, we often think our sleep is worse than it actually is. The danger of holding on to the idea that you need to get eight hours sleep very tightly is that it will give you anxiety. If you find yourself sweating over not sleeping enough, that is a good reason why you may be experiencing insomnia because insomnia by definition is when you are worried about not sleeping very well on top of the sleep disturbances. So there is two layers of problems. One is you're experiencing the sleep disturbances. The second layer is that you're worrying about you experiencing sleep disruptions. So let's dig into that a bit. Adults tend to need around seven to nine hours a night, but that's an average. Some people do perfectly well with six hours and some might need as much as nine. But we don't need to obsess about the numbers, certainly not in a rigid way. It might be helpful to think of sleep needs as a more fluid concept that would evolve and develop over time. A good way to spot whether or not you are sleep deprived is to notice for any occasions where you experience excessive sleepiness during the day when you are not supposed to be falling asleep. For example, when you're driving, when you are sitting down, watching TV, doing some quiet activity. If you find yourself having a very high chance of dozing off when you're doing things, then it may be a good time to think about, okay, maybe I'm not sleeping enough. Ask yourself how you feel during the day. Do you feel sleepy or rested? Do you find yourself dozing off while watching the TV? These are all signs you might be sleep deprived. There's also a simple test you can try at home. 
during the afternoon, lie down in a darkened room and set an alarm for 15 minutes. Now, close your eyes. If you are woken by the alarm, you may need more sleep. To avoid obsessing over how much sleep you are getting, you could try putting your bedroom clock where you can't see it. Professor Tang did a study where people were given clocks with nonsensical numbers to put by their beds. They worried less during the night and were able to more accurately talk about how quickly they fell asleep. So, you can really help things by letting go of expectations, loosening your thinking about numbers, hiding your clock, also having a good wind-down routine. And do please try the other things we've explored in this series. So much of this is finding what works for you. We are all individuals when it comes to sleep. It's time to dive deeper into what happens throughout our body as we transition from wakefulness into sleep. As we fall asleep, our brains don't simply go offline. Imagine sleep, not like turning off a light switch, but something more like a play at a theatre. With a whole cast of characters working together to gently usher in sleep. As day becomes evening, the hormone of darkness, melatonin, rises, floods the body, signaling that night is approaching. Parts of the brain and body that are connected to daytime activities are gradually switched off. Body temperature falls. With each breath, the firing of the Lucas Cerilius works to inhibit noradrenaline, the wake-up chemical. Muscles all over the body, from the feet to the head, relax. Levels of adenosine, a sleep-inducing chemical, have been rising all day. 
bringing on drowsiness. Wake-related activities in the brain, slow. If you wait, calmly, comfortably, for everything to go quiet, then, sure enough, the lights will go down. The curtains will open. And the play, sleep, will begin. I hope you'll listen more to what your body is telling you and that doing this helps you get a better and deeper night's sleep. There are lots of good things that have been shown to genuinely help us with sleep and I've looked at several in this series. All the episodes are waiting for you to listen to in your own time on BBC Sounds. Rest well. Relax and unwind on BBC Sounds. Journey into sonic tranquility with Oliver Arnold's Ultimate Can. Relax into the space you're in. Wherever you are, make it your nest. Discover the secrets to a perfect slumber in Sleep Well with Michael Mosley. Let's relax. Breathe in and out. And drift off to the sleeping forecast. Warnings of gales in Fisher and Biscay. Viking, North Listen on BBC Sounds.